Midweek Muscle Podcast. Midweek. The Midweek Muscle Podcast starts now. Hey, everybody. This is Jay-Z bringing you your dose of the Midweek Muscle. Happy Wednesday. And welcome to the cast live in NOLA, New Orleans, y'all. That's right. New Orleans, Louisiana. Uh, first of all, first and foremost, uh, I'm here on a work trip, and the hardest part about being at a work trip is you have to be pretty darn creative for how and when and where you choose to record, obviously, because the setups aren't similar to, you know, what you're used to. So anyways, to make a long story short, if I sound atypical from a usual recording, that is probably why. So I'm just asking for your grace on this episode. If this is your first time here, so sorry, but thank you so much for being a part of uh, this 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 episode, being a part of our world and allowing me to fill your car, your room, your ears with a little dose of the midweek muscle. And so again, if you're new to the cast, Ideally, the the goal for this cast is to help people align their heads and their hearts to overcome the obstacles or barriers that stand in their way for peaceful and productive growth. Have a question or a comment, hit me up, jz at themidweekmuscle.com. Want to follow me or check into what I'm doing or seeing what's happening in the Midweek Muscle world? You can follow us on all social media profiles at The Midweek, all one word, muscle, at The Midweek Muscle. I look forward to seeing you there. Now, um, I said live from New Orleans. Any of y'all been to New Orleans before? Shout out, Nola. What up? I have never been here before. And let me tell you, it's like I want to see everything and try everything and taste everything. But I'm at work, so I have to do it in moderation, which... It's not a bad thing, but I'm so excited. I ha- No, and don't ask me yet. I haven't tried it yet. A beignet. I've not had a beignet yet, but I am so excited to have one. My goal is tonight. Yes, good people, what's happening? I'll put it up on my uh, social media if you're listening. Um, but anyways, I just got here Monday um, after eight long hours of travel, and uh, I'm, I, I'm just excited to be here. I mean, it's a big city. There's lots to see, lots to do. I'm right next to the Superdome, have a nice little radio view of the city. And it's it's so interesting to see the level of devastation that's still in the city post-Katrina in, what, 2005. So that's almost, what, 14 years ago? It's hard to believe, but it's been a long time. And um, it's nice to see what elements of the city have been rebuilt um but there's a lot of character from i'm sure pre-katrina that it still needs to be um i guess uh not built up but restored almost so i can't wait to get out and see more about it and hear more about it but anyways um uh, so a little bit about this conference that i'm at i'm here uh, on a work-based conference around uh, youth development. I tell y'all, I study matters of the head and heart all the time through my work and in my course of schoolwork. Um, and the funny thing that I am hearing and seeing consistently 
through the doctors and scientists and researchers that are in the rooms around me is this idea that, at least for me, it should be people health instead of just adolescent health. Um, because like I said, the researchers, developers, scientists, um, doctors, uh, all there are a lot of these principles and key study materials that are exclusive to children and adolescent and young adult behavior. When we say young adult, we can mean up to 25 or 30. But what we're what I see is a relevant point, and what they've expressed is that a lot of these key studies aren't just isolated to, to adolescents. They apply to the adults as much as they apply to the kids or adolescents. And so, for instance, um, you guys have heard me talk about it a number of times. And, and I, again, I'm going to put this out there. This cast will be short uh, because I had to be creative with the space. Uh, the sound is not top quality to me, and also I want to give you guys due diligence. But this element of self-care, right? Self-care, if we look at self-care from at least five buckets, physical, community, financial, social, and purpose, we can identify that uh we're not always full in every single category. Each bucket may not be full. So let's take it uh, in case of simple. If you're a school, if you if you uh, have a child that's of school age, you know it might be a little more simple. Maybe they're going through puberty, so they don't feel quite as confident in their physical abilities or their physical skill set. If you have a, a school age child, uh, financially. They, they're not out there making their own money. They can't work yet. However, they understand uh, how much uh, how much of their finances from their family dictates the opportunities that they can have, right? So that's how you would look at it in the mindset of a child. But if you look at it from the ideals of an adult, because we're working and we're out here really just trying to feel accomplished, be accomplished, and and, and do things that are worthy of being complimented for your accomplishments, if we look at those things, it takes on a whole new different spin. How many adults in your life have complained about their body type? How many adults in your life do you can you look at them and say, hmm, you need to get out more? How many adults in your life do you watch make financial decisions that may not be in their best interest long term. How many adults in your life do you feel struggle with some sort of anxiety or uh, social angst? And then lastly, how many adults in your life really truly feel like they're walking in their purpose? These are my points exactly. It might look a little different than what our kids are going through, but self-care can be measured in those five areas. And you may be incredible in four out of the five, or maybe all five of them are half full, but we still have an element of self-care 
that sometimes goes undetected or quite frankly, we, we lose track of it. So I'm working, 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 working my life away to build up my financial, to build community around me through networking. Um, my social life is fine because I have the financial means to have a social life and I feel like the work I'm doing is purposeful. Okay, that's cool. But then what about the time dedicated to my physical wellness? And when we say physical, we also like I also mean mental wellness, right? So again, as adults, we can look at these five categories and and identify that there's elements of self-care that should exist in all five that sometimes we can neglect. So those are key learnings uh, that I have and key awareness uh, for this week's episode. And, uh, you know, honestly, shout out to my mom for inspiring the topics for this week. Um, and and I, I think because I don't have a lot of time this week, uh, what I'll do is I'll look at it and possibly expand on it for next week. And the funny thing is she didn't even know that I was, um, like I hadn't had a conversation with her since I started the travel. She didn't even know that I was, uh, thinking about and pondering and looking for inspiration for this week. As a matter of fact, uh, she was like, these are what your topics should be. How many hats I wear, staying true to your goals, and what's important to you and your surroundings. I'm like, dang it, mom, you can't, you're the real MVP. Thank you. So it's so funny how she just, she chimes in and just provides insight that I'm like, oh, I can do that. Um, but she didn't even know that, and she sent it anyway. So, Mom, thank you. Love you. That was great. Um, but back to where I was going, and, and just my thought uh, this week just really comes down to uh, why I even started and why I even began the midweek muscle. And I think it is important to revisit the reason for why you start things. Sometimes... When you start something, you have a reason why. And you sometimes have the ability to drift off into other places because that's exactly where, I don't know, the demand is or that is where the trend is. Or, you know, there could be a variety of reasons for why, you know, your why or, or your, your the, the things that you do shift, Right. But ultimately, your why never changes. At least it shouldn't. Uh, your why can end up impacting other areas that you never knew it impacted. But the why you started it should never truly change. And so for that, I'm revisiting the why I started the Midweek Muscle. And it's simply this. It actually involves an element of optimal health or like this whole idea of health for the individual. Um, and part of that is we all are ambitious about something, whether it be relationally, physically, emotionally, spiritually. Um, we are all rooted in something that it helps us to become passionate people about certain topics or certain areas of interest. But oftentimes, in pursuing those passions, we get caught up a little bit. We get caught up in what's the rational thing tell you to do, the most logical way to go about it. 
And then what does my heart tell me? What gives me the goosebumps when I think about it or talk about it, right? And so our why encapsulates both of those. Our why, you know, have you ever had a conversation with someone who has created something and you ask them why they did it? You can feel it when they talk about it. Have you ever tried to have that same conversation with somebody who just works at an establishment and they don't really know the why? You can very easily tell. And that's exactly what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the people who I want to start something. I want to do something. I want to create or generate help or impact in some way, shape or form because I love this work or this is something I want to spend my time time volunteering for, but I'm scared. I'm scared to do it. And so when do we stop allowing fear to be the manager of our passions and our logic? That's why the midweek muscle was born. Right. And so when we think about it, I heard something very interesting uh, today, and it was from a doctor and she called it the false dilemma. And she said the false dilemma is when you are facing matters of the head versus matters of the heart. And she said, when we seemingly think we are seemingly we think we are at odds. When the goal is the same in both places the approach on how we get there is different. And I thought that was wonderful. And that's my inspiration for this week. Sometimes your head believes in the power of what you can do, your potential, but the way you get there may be more around the safe route. This is safe. Take this route if you do it. Or this doesn't seem safe, so maybe just wait a little bit. The heart is telling you on the other hand, like, just jump right in, just have faith. You know it, you believe it, you love it, you're going to do it, right? It doesn't mean that they both don't want the same things. It could just simply mean that maybe we need to listen to both, uh, both elements and figure out the best possible move from there and the best possible move from there and the best possible move from there. Because one thing will be true, and this is this is from my opinion now. One thing will be true. The matters of the heart will only evolve. Your passion will only become stronger. Your why for that passion will never really change. It will just grow. One thing I know to be true from the head is that you are only as old as your ability to receive new information. So what does that tell you? If you are willing to learn and your passions grow, then you can find yourself at a very pivotal place where you can still make things happen in tandem and in alignment with your head and your heart. So good people, if you are out there and you're struggling with the hows and the whys and the whats and the plans and the details, all of those things are important. But remember, what's more important than what you do or how you do is simply this, why you choose to do. Because if you can identify why you choose to do, then it will help keep you grounded or tethered in the areas in which you decide to ultimately how, what, and who you will involve in that movement to do. Good people, that's all I got for you this week. 
I hope it was insightful. I hope you appreciated it. I hope you enjoyed it. And I got to run off to my next session. So hit me up. I'd love to hear from you. I cannot wait to share with you some details about what is taking place next week. Actually, no, I'm not going to leave y'all just yet. I had a promise to fulfill and I'm going to fulfill it. Um, I actually, I have my son, uh, as soon as I'm done with this work trip, I have to scramble home, get him ready and take him to his Taekwondo tournament down in a nationals and nationals is down in Florida, Florida. What's up? I'm going to be recording there too. And I, if you are within the sounds of my voice and you listened in, um, I was struggling with some ideas or some thoughts that really put me in a place of, I have this work trip and I have my son's nationals trip and I believe in keeping him engaged and involved, but I needed help financially. And so through much praying and through much alignment of not feeling like, oh my gosh, I don't want to feel like I'm asking for a handout. I said, let me do some fundraising. And so I decided to take it to Facebook and in taking it to Facebook, I asked for generous support. I said, hey, I need 50 men and women who are willing to donate $10 to a child uh, to become a part of his story and his narrative um, to help him with something that he accomplished on his own. And that's securing a ticket to nationals. And you guys, the amount of love and support was so overwhelming. I can't even put it into words to like, I, I can't even put it into words. So one of the things that I promised every single donor that was willing to contribute in some way, shape, or form, even if it were just to cheer us on, I said willingly and gracefully that I'd have their name in this podcast. And uh, so I, I, I'm going to do that because that's my promise, and I'll probably do it again next week while we're there. Um, so to all the people who donated words of encouragement, love, support, and everything else under the sun, I appreciate you. And I'm only going to do first names here so you don't feel outed. Uh, but if you hear it, just know that it comes from a very special place from us. We thank you and we salute you. So here's to our donors this episode. Ebony, Trina, Kelly, Tracy, Lorena, Marietta, Shannon, Miss Juanita, Pierre, Christopher, Miranda, Kirby, Jamie, Vanita, Cheryl, Brian, Tracy, Sean, Latonia, T, Renee, Chantel, Antron, Lewis, Trina, and if I forgot anyone, I'll double check my records, uh, but thank you so much. Words can't express what you've done for us, and how much this will support my son in being able to not only uh, do his best because he knows that all of you guys are rooting for him and more, but also to know that the level of support that you guys are providing to make an impact on a child that's very close to home is insurmountable. We can't ever repay you. We can't ever thank you enough, but from the bottom of my heart to yours, you have made a difference, and this difference will be forwarded to next week when we can show up and show our very best and know that we, we have a city of people rolling behind us. 
As for New Orleans, y'all, shout out. Hopefully, I'll get some street and uh, you know some street videos so you guys can see what's happening down here, and uh, some commentary from some of the people that live here. Make it all inclusive. And hopefully I'll learn more so I can bring it to you guys next week. Thank you guys. I love you guys so much from the bottom of my heart. Listeners from afar, near, close by, everywhere. Shout out New York. Shout out NOLA. Shout out New Orleans. Nolans, y'all. Um, and everyone else that makes the Midweek Muscle happen. You are the reason why we do what we do. And I can't do it without you. So until next week, thank you so much. Hearts up so that we may never give up. And as always, let's go.